Dear ICP, we have this to say to you. With these graphs. This is the LoadingReadyRun.com podcast for May 3rd, 2010. up on this one because double we double up didn't do it last week because last week was super busy yeah did we double up the last podcast i believe we did or there was the one before that there was the one before that okay so. so we have many videos to talk about. Uh, firstly, the Loading Ready Run videos, which is the uh, IC, a scientist's rebuttal to the insane clown posse and uh, informational presentation. So uh, we had informational presentation shot and prepared to go up. It wasn't fully edited, but it was it was ready to go as the video for that week. And then... Uh, something happened. Something Something, something groundbreaking yeah, happened. Something, something miraculous, even. <laughs> something something miraculous happened, yes. Yes, there was a miracle. And the ICP really just... <laughs> there are no words. I, I, know, I mean, it's, like... It's kind of a beautiful thing. These guys have been around for a long time. Like I, you know, like I've 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 heard their songs before, and I've you know like laughed at the, at how defensive juggalos get on the internet because y'all just don't understand. It's about family. You can't understand. You can never understand what it's about. And y'all y'all are haters. And they yeah, get we got really some of that. they get really really defensive when people are like, ha ha ha, you wear face paint, <laughs> you know. And um, uh, yeah, but then then suddenly this this. This song comes out, and I was like, wow, didn't these guys used to be, like, super hardcore? And then looking into it, and it's like, no, their songs are actually about morality tales. And, in fact, six of their albums are part of a greater concept album experience explaining their alternate mythos of the afterlife, which is called the Dark Carnival. And it's like, these guys... It's deep. These guys get into some pretty deep shit. uh, In their own very special... All of their, like... Raping and killing and hardcore lyrics, which they do have. They do. They do have a song called "I Stab You." Yeah, is is intended as just lessons. to as, as lesson as like their their morality tales and and are intended to speak to an audience in a language they can understand to bring a message of well, you think I like stab you peace and redemption. Yeah, uh, it's the vent your anger. My, my feeling with this song, though, like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's no. sort of like, it, it, it's very, you know, open well, right, and happy. Right up until that one line. But, yeah, so, so, but there is that one thing that's wrong with it, which Paul is. The all scientists are lying to you. Yes. yes. They're haters. Which, I don't want to talk to no scientists. Right. Y'all be lying and like, get in right the pits. But, right to that point, it's a very positive, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, it's, it's, cheesy, like, it's, it's basically the equivalent yeah, like of the, the Discovery Channel, you know, Boom <laughs> Diana song. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, effectively, it's just like, all this stuff <laughs> is really cool. Yeah, it, it's like, <laughs> all this stuff is really great, and it's funny because, you know, they can't necessarily make the best rhymes out of it and so there's parts of the song that are just like listing random objects and there's other parts where he's like fucking rainbows yeah. and you're like oh wow that's really really funny but yeah then it's like fucking magnets how do they, they work? work the and pelican the tried to steal my cell phone <laughs> so I ran away uh, so anyway so it's a very silly song like I think they're trying the best they can. <laughs> I'm sorry right. but Juggalos get very def- uh, have been getting very defensive about this song it is not ICP's Masterpiece no. as far as rhymes or books. <laughs> I, mean, I hope or, it isn't. Maybe like, it is. I, like, I am not a professional rap star in the same way that they are. Well, and I just want to point out that all of us here make fun of all the things but that we agree with and I, like as well. So I could write like this rap in an afternoon. Yeah. I, right? I, oh, I, like, I wrote the response so in an evening. Did you get, did you get to see the SNL? 
yes. version. Yeah, which yeah. was great. Shaggy's kids look just like Shaggy, and my kid looks just like Shaggy. <laughs> actually, actually, their rapper name was Astan. Oh, right. Uh, the the uh, name for the scientist juggalo, by the way, which doesn't make it into the video, but we wrote it down just in case, was Dr. Homicides, PhDs. Nice. Homicide? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Kathleen and I were... We're talking, we're like, man, we should really do something about this. And it was interesting because, uh, like, one or two people were like, man, this joke is totally played out because SNL did it two days beforehand. And we're like, yeah, but on the other hand, Something Awful, which has been at the forefront of internet comedy for a while, did an ar- did a complete article about the video the same day our video went up. So yeah. it's like, well... Mm-hmm. And Cracked did one the and same Cracked day. Cracked did one, yeah. And that, but the thing is, I mean, people are like, oh, man, you got beaten to the punch. But the thing is, we couldn't have put... Like, we had that video done. It was edited. We had, like, It's the nature written. of... Yeah, we, we have, we have an update schedule. <laughs> I know. So, That's fine. You guys don't be like... I'm not... Oh, I'm not you guys I'm, your... I'm not bothered by that. But uh, Kathleen and I were discussing uh, just, like different funny ways that we could respond to this. And I was like, I don't know, if I was a scientist, I'd be, you know, I'd be pretty upset. Actually, if I was a scientist who was a fan of the Insane Clown Posse, I'd feel, like, really torn. And then that, we're like, <gasps> wait. And then so, yeah, wrote the uh, the thing, which, it to be clear, you know, I guess it didn't come across because... Because Paul so often plays the scientist character and to Loading Ready Run fans, it just looked like it was Paul being Paul at the beginning. And some people were like, why? Paul can rap. Why Why is he so shitty this time? It's like, well, because he's supposed to be a scientist who isn't very good at rapping. It's supposed to be like a... It's not even supposed to be like a proper rap. It's supposed to be... Him just sort of speaking in. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh, I guess I have to respond in song. Well then, yeah. let's get a yeah. beat. The script going. does in fact call for speaking over a backbeat. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, I was actually I kept doing it wrong to start with. I had to keep re-recording it. Actually, you yeah you were you were trying you were getting a little too into. <laughs> yeah, into I was trying I was trying to do it too actually like. Paul was rapping too. Well. The first time that he came in with the hoodie and the sunglasses and started rapping at the camera. Yeah, and then like was, no 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 that won't work. Yeah. And so then the idea was that you know. He, you get, you know, uh, you know, like, oh, okay, I see where they're going. And then the second rapper comes in, who is actually a juggalo and is doing actual rapping, uh, does that whole thing. And then the uh, the the holy moment of, of writing that video was the unified theory of juggalonics. Okay, I believe Graham and I had this like <coughs> so, gnosis moment. Yeah, and it was a, it was it was pretty easy to shoot. Um, all yep. the all the special effects were. <laughs> Not okay. It's just they took a long. Time. I, I want. I want to say something. Uh huh. The scene where Paul is on that like expanding cone, which yeah. he took basically straight from yeah, the yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. He was a two D object yeah. on that, right? Yeah. And I was like, man, that looks like shit. It was so much better in the the original nope. video. Then I looked it's at exactly, it like, no, it's exactly, it's exactly the same. The same <laughs> I was way just like, oh video. man, that's, that's the thing. Is that's I actually the, really really good. I saw the video and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah yeah, they're doing this. They have them. They have a green screenshot. They've put on a two D plane and a three D program, and they're having them fly around. I could do that. I have actually done that before with other videos. And so I did it, and then it's like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I, as soon as I realized that, I was like, oh my god, it's perfect. <laughs> they have yeah. a full body green screen, uh, which is the, I guess, the only difference. But they do, but there's a lot of instances where they're like cut they're off cut and off, like yeah. shins down or something. So yeah, it worked out okay. And um, then we we had no stinger, so the stinger we just made up at the time. Well, we, no, we, we had another the, stinger. Yeah, what was the, the secondary was stinger? We, off. Yeah, we we messed up. Like we oh, had a good stinger, and then we right. messed it up. Right, I forgot about that. It was that. something with you. It was you had your makeup on. It was uh, Paul and I standing there with with uh, the makeup, and then I uh, 
I'm like, all right, Paul, uh, I'll see you later. I'm going to go take my makeup off. And then I walk off one side of the screen oh, and, right. and immediately walk back on the other side with my makeup off, going, all right, Paul, we're, uh, we're ready to shoot this video. And Paul's <laughs> like, what? What? But then who? What? Huh? And then me with, because we were doing this on, <clears throat> on the green screen, so it would have been easy to do. Me then with my makeup back on again. While I'm still standing there beside Paul, another version of me with my makeup back on leans in from out of shot and goes, It's a miracle! <laughs> it was very strange, but the mic was literally off for half of it. And, uh, and so we, uh, we. And so Graham had already taken off his makeup and he's like, I don't want it to put it back on. <laughs> oh, it took it so long. So gross. Like, I, I gotta say, I, I admire them because they must put a lot of time There's into probably getting like special it right. Juggalo branded makeup. Yeah. Uh, they might. Well, I don't know. This they're was this was cream face like, paint. Well, yeah, but they're probably using like professional kind of cream face paint. That Maybe they just yeah. dip their heads. I, I would. Someone holds them upside think, down. Maybe and they're just at really this point. At this they're point, like, they're probably crusty the clown style, where in fact their faces are just perpetually they, painted. They, they and they if they tattooed on, if they want to look normal, they have to yeah. actually <laughs> make up the. The, no, they like probably, they flesh probably have tone those, over uh, the um, uh, like iron, no the like uh, the tattoos like the temporary tattoos you just put them in oh, yeah. <laughs> rub it uh, rub yeah, it all over it and then can we, can we talk briefly about the music yeah I've, yes. I've been thinking with, with uh, the raps that we've done in the past we've used a lot of garage band loops and I've become I, I've become increasingly dissatisfied with doing that because the, the garage band loops that all of us have everyone else on the internet has. Actually, I was just watching an episode of uh, Mythbusters, mm-hmm. and despite using them in a very clever way with different effects and different filters, they totally had GarageBand loops yeah. in the episode well, of Well, it's Bobble like, uh, what was it, that thing where, like, uh, P. Diddy? They were doing, like, well, a blog it, it post was, and had, or doing a It was a right after those games we played. Yeah, doing a video came out, and he was, he was, yeah, he was getting real, and, uh, you know, he was talking about serious issues, and in the background was, oh, those games that <laughs> we played, games that we Well, not, not, not the actual lyrics, just the, the sound. Uh, well, that that is it was the violin sample? The, no, yeah. it's, it's the piano sample. The blong, 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 blong. Uh, yeah, and, and you're like, <coughs> Diddy, you make music. Why are you using GarageBand? So we were like, hey, Bradley, um, can you do us some beats? And uh, he's like, sure, like what? I'm like, well, we'll like this video. So we play on the video. And he's like, yeah, sure. So he uh, came back with like a series of loops for like like a couple different versions of an intro and then verse loops and chorus loops and bridge loops and different things that we could then rearrange for the lengths that we needed. And uh, it turned out really, really well. Actually, uh, later in this very podcast, there's there's, a, there's an insert from Bradley when he's talking about the music for informational presentation. So, and, so that's uh, cool. Yeah, and then they again the uh, the production on like how they how they decided to produce the lyrics in the original song mm-hmm. uh, was a lot of reverb. That yeah. was basically all they did. Yep. They had tons and tons of reverb. So that's what Paul got, and then you got the douchebag filter, hmm. as I call it. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a good filter sound, to make you sound like a hardcore it's, rapper. It's always totally. interesting to go, you know, like those little bits that I record in our bathroom, and then I. I pick the few that I'm satisfied with enough to allow Jeremy to use them, and then I come back half an hour later. I'm like, well, that sounds different. We just filtered the ever living crap out of it. <laughs> you, you record well, for rap, you, you record yeah. in your bathroom. It's the best place because there's. I mean, it's a little bit echoey, but bathrooms have great acoustics. People don't normally do it, but if you ever have the opportunity to walk into say a large public restroom and there's nobody else around, give a good you know la. It's great acoustics. Yeah. Weird, weird Al recorded his but, first. Do I know? I, know. I was just about to say that. It's, it's, where it's why people like to sing in the shower. Interference and disturbance, and it's also nice to go in there and record because you can kind of shut the door and turn the lights off and pretend that other people aren't like listening to you from outside. I believe uh, um, uh, the. 
Tucson or bust, and you recorded in the bathroom as well. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Telly, Telly got really yes. into that too because if he, if like the actual GarageBand file has at the end of it just all these all these samples of Telly, lots of woes and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which yeah. she was very proud of, and I was like, "Yeah, he's like, I'm not using these. <laughs> Perhaps we can use those for something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have any? We can have uh, a modern, we can have a, a new new age pop song <laughs> that just consists of entirely of woes and a's. Yeah, do a, a Miley Cyrus meets Lady Gaga. <laughs> anyway, no, I would like to see that meeting. <laughs> yeah, probably be very weird. Okay, so, so we talk about one video. Uh, yeah, and uh, that. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought that that, uh, that one turned out very well. Uh, so the next video, which was originally shot for the previous week, is the informational presentation, which I wrote on the bus going from Boston to New York. Because um, they said that they had free Wi-Fi on the bus, and they technically did, but it wasn't working. So I was like, well, I have to make my own fun. So I wrote some <laughs> stuff. Um, it started out... Uh, actually, I think I wrote part of it on the plane to Boston, but it's... It started out, obviously, as you can see, as a you know a presentation about itself, rather than uh, a lot of people have drawn comparison to the quantum documentary. But uh, you know, we we we've done lots of stuff like that over the years. The uh, you know the 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 thing the thing about itself, basically, like uh, a humor, you know, like CSI CSI and stuff like that. Um, uh, but then it. it <sighs> It honestly evolved as I was writing it that it didn't end up that way. Like, it, it needed something else to not just be a, a complete thing about itself. But then when I wrote the first thing when she was talking about uh, the, line, the line graph with the number of graphs so far, and she says, chilling. And then I, I, I just found it interesting that she that had that slight editorialization and then was moving further along and made her progressively more scared of the graphs and then the logical final step was to be killed by a graph because the graphs are malevolent and hate <laughs> video presenters. The voice cracking in the uh, the final scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. was great. Yeah, you sold oh, that. that. Was, Kathleen really sold that, yeah. yeah. The glasses. Oh, the yeah. glasses were quite... <laughs> the glasses and the uh, the um, shoulder pads and that that, uh, and that, that blouse. That awful blouse. <laughs> Which, it is hideous. Well, I'm glad it? we got a chance to actually use it again because we bought it for use in uh, like that. That blouse has only ever been used before when you yeah when you were the librarian in Rapid Fire. Yeah. Because uh, it's really terrible. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Oh, and the glasses. The glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, most of the shooting, as you can see from the uh, some of the behind the scenes pics that Matt posted, uh, just we just did here. Thank um, you for sending me oh, this, by the way. Yeah, no problem. So well in the background. Yeah, although we happen to have a lot of sort of period '80s posters uh, lying around, which worked out very, very well. A game from Tally's uncle. Yeah, yeah. I need to tell him to watch that video. Actually, he'll enjoy that. And um, seeing these posters uh, for that one for that one long shot. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Kathleen, you wanted to talk about that a bit. Well, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I had to memorize that line while they did the the very slow come in with Jib. And the jib was actually on the dolly, wasn't it? Yeah, because we I, I wanted to do like a dolly moving in shot, but there's this massive table, and to actually get close to her, you, it's you, the 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 dolly can't move through the table, so we had to get the dolly and then also the jib, so the jib could extend the camera out over the table, and uh, uh, you should you should check out the pictures to because we had to counterweight everything and it, yeah, it worked so, out yeah, like it worked, it worked out. really well. It looks great, but. Yeah. Yeah, it was very. It was a little bit complicated. I think honestly, um, the hardest part of the shot was actually just the technical stuff, not actually delivering that incredibly long line. Yeah, but 
there's always that, that extra pressure on the person delivering the line because they, they feel that they're inconveniencing the people who have to reset the dolly every time. Yeah. I so. mean, honestly, the biggest problem with the dolly was just because when it got, when we were just doing the very slow drive up to the table, unless the jib was high enough, it would just slightly whap the end of the table, which would ruin the shot. Yeah. So we had to get everything just right. Yeah. So that which was the eventually did. part. So we were definitely going for a sort of a 1980s informational video style thing, which I which I realized far too late in the process, and which Paul pointed out to me later as well, which is that the the style of graphs and like the the shadows and everything and the, all the CG stuff that's too fancy for a 1980s yeah. video. Like they should have been it's way like lamer. Too, too, yeah, too good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was too far in the process. I was like, but they all look so cool now. Uh, they they have whatever. to be like pastel colors. Oh yeah, and yeah. maybe with a with a stroke around them, but probably not. I, yeah, I didn't actually ever think of that when watching it. Though. Yeah, technically it, it's not technically really work, true, but but, it, but it, it looks fine. But the but the big thing was that it really needed music, and so got a hold of Bradley again. And um, Bradley's so cool. He's yeah, he is really cool. And uh, he. <laughs> he he, uh, he and I believe his brother um, went all out on this, and uh, he has. Uh, have you received it yet? Okay, well, he's <clears throat> going to send James uh, a thing to put in the podcast, which we'll let you listen to now. Hello again, Bradley Rains here to talk to you a little bit about the music I did for informational presentation. Uh. After I saw the rough cut for this project, I uh, I knew that if I was going to do music for it, the only way that the music was going to be believable was if I did it on instrumentation from the 80s. Uh, and so right from the off, you know, I, I set myself this, this goal of really sticking to 80s instruments and uh, 80s technology and, you know, to, to really get that authentic, believable sound. Uh, and it's it really set a unique challenge. I mean, you don't really think about it uh, until you really look around about how much, you know, new technology we are inundated with. Uh, you know, the the sound of, of 2010 is just everywhere. And really trying to escape that sound, especially for studio musicians, is really hard. Um because everything sounds real dry these days. Everything sounds real digital. And, uh, and to try and revert back to that analog warmth, I mean, you really kind of got to go to some extra links. And so uh, I immediately went and listened to uh, one of my favorite bands. It's a, it's a group of uh, well, it's two guys who, who do this for a living. I mean, they do 80s uh, music for the 2000s for a living. It's, it's a band called Boards of Canada. It's, uh, it's one of my favorites. It's been it's a favorite of me and my brothers. Uh, they're they're just huge heroes of ours, and uh, and I think the first track I listened to by them was a track called "Open the Light," which uh, I immediately heard it. Oh my god, that song would work so well for this video, and uh, you know it's a shame I can't can't use that. But um, so, and I think I was listening to a lot of Kelly Bailey at the time. Graham sent me this, so uh, you know Kelly Bailey, another huge hero of mine for those of you who don't know kelly bailey i did the music for the half-life uh projects and um and so uh i went downstairs you know you know to my grand piano where i do my writing i went down you know trying to think like boards of canada and kelly bailey and and trying to think like i'm in the 80s you know and i sit down at the, at the 
piano and I played some stuff out to my brother and uh he wasn't really feeling any of it I wasn't feeling any of it so um so we came back upstairs and I did my my other technique for writing for songs which is improving and I set up the video on one laptop uh right here next to me and I watched Kathleen's performance while I was you know playing around on some keyboards and stuff and um and so the the track that you hear uh the, the track that made it in the video is just is really improv and it's improv just while watching Kathleen's performance it's just the music kind of is a reflection of what I was feeling you know based on her performance and uh and really sticking true to that that 80s uh, you know, instrumentation. I th- we used a lot of uh, really, really accurate software samples of uh, of uh, what keyboard. We used a Roland Juno, uh, Prophet Five, an Oberheim, a Mellotron, which is not from the '80s, but still sounds pretty cool. And we used a Jupiter Eight a lot. And that's that's those are all 80s keyboards that you've you've heard a million times whether you knew it or not, you've actually heard them a million times. And uh and uh Oh yeah, um Graham, uh I don't know if you're listening or not, but I uh I heard on a, another podcast on another Lurcast uh somebody uh somebody asked the question, you know, if you could get any composer to do the music for Loading Ready Run living or dead who would you get and i think it, it some somebody said something about that you get somebody to do some music in the style of uh you know of commodore 64 with the commodore 64 sounds well unfortunately after i'd already done the music for this video i found that uh i uh, <laughs> i actually have the sid chip commodore uh 64 sound in here and uh and i've prepared you a little uh demonstration of it here let's see what we got So if you ever need anybody to do music in the uh, in the Commodore uh, 64 style, uh, I'd be around. I got, I got all the Sid Chip sounds, which unfortunately I did not realize until after I'd done this video. But but uh, but yeah, sticking real true to those old keyboards and those old instrumentation. And then at the end, after I'd already dumped the song down, uh, after I'd already done a digital mix down of it, to further get that 80 sound, I dumped it to an old pioneer cassette deck and this cassette deck was really cool it's, it my dad bought it in 1980 and it's a pioneer cassette deck and when it was new in 1980 it sold for six hundred dollars i mean it's like oh this thing's expensive it's nice uh and it has doesn't have a whole lot of miles on it. I've been looking for an excuse to use it. And I thought, man, what better way to get that 80 sound than to dump the track down to cassette tape and then play it back so it gets that nice, warm, analog hiss. And that's what we did. And um, and it uh, turned out really well. It diminished the stereo image a little bit, as it would do with, you know, quarter-inch tape. But, but it, this track overall was a lot of fun to work on. Uh, you know, my brother was a big help. My brother isn't quite so much concerned with doing, uh, you know, the, the writing aspects of it. Jacob is more concerned with the synth sounds and the synth sound creation. And he helped a lot by just sitting down at, you know, these whole keyboards and, 
programming some kind of cool sounds in them. And, uh, and you know, we spent like six or eight hours just trying to come up with the sounds for this video. I mean, we had the, the idea. I already had the idea for the music down. I had the meat and potatoes recorder. But, you know, with all these keyboards, you know, you are only limited by your imagination. You're only limited uh because you've got like 20, you know, I think I've, I've figured the other day, I think I've got like something like 20,000 sounds at my disposal. I've never heard all of them. You know, I could sit in here for probably for the next year listening to nothing but new sounds and still not hear all of them. I mean, you're you're only limited by your imagination. And, uh, and so, I mean, I th- some of the sounds in the song we spent, you know, three hours trying to get. I think, you know, especially that arpeggiated sound that I finally used. And the song, you know, took a long time to come up with, and it was a joint effort between me and my brother. And yeah, and, and um, at the end, I was, I was fairly satisfied with the end result. I mean, it certainly sounded, you know, 80s informational, you know, video. And um, and so there you go. That's That was informational presentation. It, uh, it was a day's worth of work, and, uh, and it was fun. So I uh, hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Uh, by the way, all the music you've heard today is original music. That's uh, an original ambient project I did just yesterday. Actually, I recorded all of these songs yesterday, and uh, you know, because I, this video really fired me up to do some ambient electronic kind of stuff. And uh, but yeah, you know, I, I look forward to doing these kind of videos for for Loading Ready Run in the future. You know, with all of our our little our Sid sounds and stuff. So. Yeah, it was fun. And now you know. So, that's cool. Um, He, uh, yeah, I, I just love that he only used instruments from the 80s and <laughs> dumping everything down onto a cassette deck and then back was uh, just brilliant above and beyond just brilliant yeah oh that's awesome i can appreciate that from a craft point of view mm-hmm. and yeah and the music was uh, was really perfect because he was working from a because he was working from a uh, a rough cut there's lots of little subtle musical changes with the camera moves like after Kathleen's really long panning in line like when it goes back to another line there's like a slight change in the music and it's yeah it's turned very out, well done turned out really well so mm-hmm. and uh, yes there's that video excellent so uh, unskippable briefly yeah just did two videos um, the previous one I'm trying to think the uh, we remembered it beforehand it was Resonance of Fate yeah, um, basically, I mean, there's basically nothing to say, like, just generic RPG. Yeah, um, the actual game, you have guns or something, but it, we haven't actually tried to play it. Yeah, but... Uh, Apparently, like, the responses in the forums are that it is okay. Yeah, I know someone, someone was saying that the, the, the blonde girl in the second part of the cutscene is not actually the same one who fell off the building. I don't, I, I don't believe that is true, because, one, she has the same voice actress, apart from the blonde hair, she looks exactly the same, and... 
her description, the description of the blonde-haired girl uh, in the manual says that she met the other guy when she jumped off a thing trying to uh, trying to take her own life. You so sound like you're getting pretty into this. So the manual, for unless it. this happens to the like, unless this happens to the guy a lot. Well, because I was trying to figure out like, <laughs> is this the same girl? What? what? No it's explanation. Like of different hair color, and there's no explanation as to why they didn't die. Yeah, the other thing I have to point out about that game is what, like, I, and I know that you guys don't normally get to see them playing the game, but if Graham and Paul are doing Unskippable while I happen to be the office, they will play through a little bit of it just to see if there's more cutscene coming or stuff. Like, they don't, don't just record the first cutscene and go. Honestly, that is one of the stupidest looking games I've ever seen you two have to play. That was so boring. Like, the fights were so slowly paced. It was incredible. Um, yeah, I, I've heard that it's very complicated, but, uh, mm-hmm. like, ex- like, extremely complicated. Well, it's, it's one of the things, like, one of the things that I, uh, that's really got to me since we started doing Unskippable, like, it's not, like, it hasn't ruined video games for me at all, but there's the, one, there's this, a particular style of, especially JRPG, um, that have really complex battle systems yeah. uh, that I just can't stand anymore. Where it's like the first, because we're always doing this the first little bit, right? So you go into like the first fight, and it's like, all right, here are your guys, and here are the bad guys. You take a card every turn, and then you play that card, and that card gives you a number of points, and then you use those points to shoot. It's like, ah, I want to attack the other guy. I want to push the A button, and it will well, hit them with my sword. Welcome to the world of Xeno Saga. Exactly. No kidding. You guys, what you guys so, do is basically... I'm sure, but like, I'm sure if you were into JRPG things and you weren't like just doing it for the cutscenes, you could actually like, you know. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. I was big into JRPGs, and then I played Xenosaga. <laughs> it ruined and uh, it ruined JRPGs for me. But, and what you guys do is basically video game dim sum, right? Like yeah. you, you, you have little portions of everything. And well, you know, sometimes if you like something, you might go and get that as a meal <laughs> afterwards. And the problem is the first... Often, like, especially, again, especially in JRPGs, the first cutscene is not necessarily a good example of yeah. what the thing is going to be. Like... JRPGs sometimes kind of do weird, weird intro sequences and then like come back to it later on. Yeah. So, like, when people have commented in various threads on it that like, oh, that was actually a really good game. You guys should play it and stuff like that. So, uh, but <laughs> not a good game. No. Zo- well, Ugh. Um, Zoid's assault. Zoid's assault. So I had a Zoid when I was a kid. Yeah, we talked about in what the. What is a Zoid? It's a just. A, it's like it must a. Must have been hard for you. They're basically transformers. Yeah. Well, no, no not transformers, they're not transformers. They're, they're like they're... a model kit toy that you put together, and that. Well, the ones in North America were released as Technozoids. They were they were called uh, Technozoids. And the the ad was like, check out this amazing gorilla. You build it and put batteries in it. You don't just build them. You bring them to life. And it was well, like I remember that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mattress, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was like a model kit that's, that, that was a weird cross promotional thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a model kit that you constructed and then put batteries in and then they would they would crawl they would like like walk around and stuff and I had a dinosaur. But they were much more popular in Japan and Europe. And but, uh, so in the in the unskippable episode we, we talked about that we skipped a bunch. Um, which normally, you know, on Skippable, normally we wouldn't do that because like normally we're happy if we can get like a four or five minute bid, but the beginning of Zoid's Assault, like, the part we showed was, you know, text and uh, uh, and still photos, right? So, like, it wasn't super exciting. The, there's a five-minute chunk before that that is, uh, literally, it is a, basically a still satellite photo um, of five Zoids uh, 
and it's it's like it's being taken from a spy satellite so it's like black and white um from like directly above them uh and it's got like scan lines that are all weird and keep changing on it and it's all uh it's got like snow all over it and it's flashing the text ceasefire and it's the flash text ceasefire and these zoids are all talking to each other but how they they show that is they just zoom in on one of the zoids in the photo and then zoom out and then zoom into the next one when they're talking to each other and then, so that goes on for like two and a half minutes. And so there's nothing happening. And like they just are standing there. Even the zooming about, in is not really clear as to who's actually talking because some of the people talking aren't even there. Some people talking are radioing in from a base somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and so nothing visually is happening. So then, uh, about two and a half minutes into it, this apparently ceasefire uh, goes sideways. And the spy satellite that you're watching this from gets knocked out. And so it just shows snow. Like it's just static for like two and a half minutes, but you can still hear people talking over the radio. <laughs> do, you, do you ever get the impression that you know, like maybe the maybe the cutscenes are like the last thing to come together in these games, and like the 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 absolute last resort when you don't have time to do the game anymore is just to throw the concept art up. Well, yeah, and I mean, it we is... get, we've 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 made that joke a couple times with stuff like uh, Viking mm. and bits of Darksiders. When it's just like, let's just get stills and put them in there, and and like the uh, and then just get one of the ones narrate over it. One of the ones coming up, uh, legendary. Their their prologue slideshow is is totally concept art. Legendary is the one with all the like mythical creatures, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of, yeah. It's not very good. No, not it's from like what not, not from what I played. Not for the beginning part. <laughs> yeah. Not nearly as good as the other game that you guys are going to have coming up, which looks amazing. <laughs> So, I want to yeah. know which game that is. It's uh, it's on the desk in there. I will have to look so, at it. Uh, but yeah, the the the, the scene so that we sense. ended up doing was just and then I mean again terrible. we we played a little bit of the game just to do it and man I again maybe there are certain like people who are like big into like tabletop war games or something like there's a certain certain type of person that may be really into these kind of things but it was the most incomprehensible like you you you're fighting this thing and. Like, the first level that we were playing was, like, five guys and five guys. Who look identical, who, who all, except Who all look identical, except our guys are slightly uh, slightly goldish, and or sort of slightly brownish, and their guys are slightly silverish. But they're all the same <laughs> unit. <laughs> so it's really hard to tell them apart. Uh, and then and they all seem to move in different... Like, they all move in different ways and can shoot in different ways. Uh, and then, and every time, like every time somebody shoots somebody else, everybody seems to be able to pile on that guy. <laughs> like, so it's like, it's you, like you attack him. It's like okay, bam, attack him. Then he gets attacked back, and then some guy way over in the corner gets to attack him, and then some guy gets to attack somebody else. <laughs> it's like I don't know what's going on. Am I winning? Am I losing? And yeah, like, I again, I'm sure there's like people who love Zoid's Assault because it's like the best strategy game ever. But I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, we've, uh, so the two that we did, the first one was... Viral Outbreak. Viral Outbreak. Yes, and it seems that the virus has broken out I know, in, it's, in it's legitimate, yeah. legitimate ways, which yeah, more we'll talk about later. We did write There's this five people little... here who have it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, so, did, we did write well, that with a little bit of an eye towards the fact that the StarCraft beta was coming out. Me and Graham also wrote this on the bus between Boston and New York. It was extremely... Um, very, very productive yeah. bus trip. Thank goodness for no Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, we just would have been screwing around playing video games. Yeah. Now, this, this you sort of wrote with the idea that maybe the sort of man-on-the-street interview stuff would be filmed in New York. Yeah, uh, we were visiting a lot of my friends in New York, and so we sort of like figured we'd do the man-on-the-street stuff. But it just we're very busy because we're only there for like and five we, days. And we were mostly we were, like, hanging out with them. Fun and we were, I know. 
we're we're also mostly hanging out with those people after dark, so it didn't really work. James, in that that thing that you do when you when you when you say that you know RTS games are for homos, were you channeling the owner in your voice there? Because it sounded a little bit like you were. Oh, really? A little bit of a little bit of uh, of uh, Jeff's accent, I think, yeah. just snuck in. I didn't actually. I haven't watched that episode, so I don't know. Maybe subconsciously. Awesome. Jared's accent. Jared's accent. Jared's, Jared's accent. Yeah. 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 No, Jeff plays Kyle. Jeff, yeah, right. Sorry. Like I, I suck. Your your video. Your line was my favorite part of the video, unquestionably. Yeah. I think I think my favorite line was the uh, the Dr. Laura Holly going like, even just it's so virulent that even just somebody talking about how awesome it is can yeah. <laughs> transfer. I I love the photoshops, all the photoshops in that episode actually. Because oh right, that was that episode. That, yeah, that one has oh, that like was crazy Photoshop. That was Photoshop yeah. gauntlet episode. Like everything for the for the feature story, obviously, like the uh, the Starcraft uh, diagram. My personal favorite from the feature being Paul's um, "Wash your hands, watch out for disease." Starcraft poster was great, but that also had the episode with talking about uh, Ezio. talking about Ezio uh, on the cover of all the magazines and Jeremy, all the. Oh man! Jeremy usually shows me his ENN graphics as he's doing them, sometimes for comments and sometimes just look at this. This is awesome, but I don't think I've ever laughed that much. At any of his other well, stuff, they I, were just. I'm so glad you posted so the high res versions to the blog so people could check out all the, <laughs> the funny stuff magazine. you wrote. The was so good. Oh, Tiger Beat. <laughs> they were it, so, like basically it was sort of carte blanche for other jokes in yeah. in those magazines, which was uh, which was great. Uh, but I actually tried to emulate the actual magazines as best I could to the point where someone actually scanned the the UPC codes that I put on them, and they are actually the UPC codes of other issues of those oh, magazines. Wow. wow! Well, and didn't um, you you came up with all the magazines before like really looking for them, right? So he right. lists Tiger Beat, and then we get home, and he's going to the graphics and from upstairs. He's like, "Oh fuck!" Because <laughs> <laughs> there's <laughs> so all these people on the so cover. awfully designed. Well, Tiger, Tiger Beat covers are just so like busy. crap. It's like it, it's like the there's here's all this shit we found. It's, yeah, it's a tween wall with yeah. just stuff all over it but it's actually quite a lot of work to just find all that stuff and cut all those things out and then put them together in a really terrible way yeah. <laughs> like with border and i mean obviously they they have they're doing it in indesign or something like that i'm doing it in photoshop so you know like they they're using the appropriate tool i wasn't about to go and use the appropriate tools just for this one project so <laughs> um yeah no but and then it, it was also trying to find uh you know young attractive looking people in the games industry uh, to put on what are you front. saying, Jay? <laughs> so we got Cliffy B and Jade Raymond. Yeah. Other than, yeah. other than, oh, and, and well, and, and Yossi. And Yossi, yes. And then uh, Kathleen did the uh, New Yorker one. Yeah, I don't know if anybody actually gets yeah, it. Like I got it. I totally got it. You keep saying that, and keep, it's people, it's, people keep telling you that it's a effing iconic New Yorker cover. Like, everyone really knows what Everyone knows it. I, uh, okay, that's good. Because I went, I went very, like, there's a lot of... So I drew. I, I pulled up the picture of of the New York cover, and I drew Ezio as that's the image everyone gets in their head when they think of the as, as yeah. similarly as possible. But I went really far. It is that I actually took then the image into Photoshop and used like I basically duplicated the background entirely, and then I used all the same colors from the original image to color Ezio as closely as possible. So that grave's cloak and the orange of this thing is actually from the New Yorker color, and I used the actual New Yorker uh, like. Uh, font to put in the price and the correct issue date that it would be. Except, except you updated the price to today. Yes, like because I you know, think it worked really well. And then, yeah. so there's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, I it was good. perfect. I like Actually, I, I, the men's health cover. <laughs> yes, is the, I, I think it, it's my favorite too. But it, the the actual image is like a composite of a ton of different stuff. 
Who is that really on the cover? Then? Well, on the cover is some Chippendale who I found on uh, on a stock photo oh, your site. If, if somebody took uh, their <laughs> computer and looked at all the Google searches, you yeah, you're Google, it's yeah. I, I shudder to think what my you end up with. You end up with some strange search terms yeah. when but, you're doing stuff like this. Uh, yeah, so so it's like he's. He's got these tattoos all over his body and the black pants, and then he's got white glo- like white gloves on, and he's making sort of a sexy, sexy smile at the camera. Um, and so then, then it was, it's that, and the co- the other stuff is the concept art from Assassin's Creed One for the um, for the Assassin Blades with a, an extra finger edited onto each hand. Oh, nice, uh, nice touch! Yeah. And uh, and then all you know, color matched to match the Chippendale, who's very orange. Um, Unsurprisingly, and then, and then the, the the hood is from an actual screenshot, so it's it's gigantic composite of doom, but uh, doom, doom composite. composite, and every issue of the magazine that I is like for each of the magazines, every issue is the Obama issue. If I could find it, <laughs> why? Because like every like most of these magazines had a, an Obama issue. Men's Health had. Obama on the cover. That's um, hilarious. Tiger yeah, Obama with like his rippling abs. <laughs> no, it was just Obama in a suit. But and oh, okay. Tiger Beat had Obama on the cover as well, <laughs> in almost the same format as I ended up doing the final issue. And so, as, in as, as many places as possible, I just copied the format of the Obama issue. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's really funny. Uh, and yeah, so uh, ENN, the second ENN that uh, we did since then was the uh, another Quick Picks. Yep. Which was not a gauntlet uh, to produce in quite the same way. No. Uh, we wanted to bring back Quick's Picks after uh, after the first time because mm-hmm. uh, we like having Ryan Quickbender uh, diss people. Just yes. go off on a tear. Yeah. And uh, that was fun. It, it was fun. Although the giant long Ryan Quickbender lines you of did, doom or somebody you did sometimes. You a great job. Oh, I, I did a great I, job of that. They're still hard. They're yeah, not yeah. easy. But, I mean, like, the first one you got in, like, two. I was yeah. I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, no offense to you. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, these are hard lines for anyone. And then, <laughs> yeah. boom. Oh, they were, uh, they're, they're tough lines. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it's, like point of pride for me now is trying to get those lines in as few takes as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'm more successful than others as with the science line, which well, took for fucking ever. But, that, uh, that took a bunch of tries. The first Quicks picks I wrote, I was like, oh, Matt's going to hate me for this. And like this time, it was more like, Matt did it last time. <laughs> yeah, I and I have no problem like hacking away at those lines. It's just sometimes it takes some time. <laughs> but it's, uh, it, they're tough, 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 tough lines. I, uh, I quite like, um, you know, we, the quicks at surfragslot.com is yeah. a real email address. And you guys should send your questions to Ryan. I really need to check that email again. I haven't uh, read any of them but, recently. But the first, after the first uh, quicks picks, uh, quite a few people send in emails, but they were like legitimate industry questions yeah. about, uh, you know, that we could possibly answer in future things. Since that second one has come out, like there have been three or four emails that are coming that are obviously like deliberately horribly like misspelled and messed up grammar and with like lowercase and capitals randomly throughout. So the, nice. people, so obviously people have got the idea. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think that with with these quick picks letters that are coming in, uh, we need to do something with those. And yeah, I I, I do plan to do something with those. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't want to say too much because I, it's, you know, spoilers. There, there are plans for quick picks <laughs> in the future. 
So, yeah. plans afoot. Uh, okay, do we have time to do any Askler, or are we pretty much done now? Uh, we're at 40, so we should probably leave it, because we still have another podcast to get through. Let's and do one question. Already, okay, why are you such a noob? Again, channeling the owner. Who asked? Who asked that question? Uh, a forum member by the name of James. <laughs> You're a dick, James. You know, it's it's funny because I was actually I was actually talking to Jarrett uh, um, uh, a couple months ago before their um, TV show started, and he was saying that uh, it's pretty tricky now because he can't like if he ever meets someone actually named Kyle, he can't pronounce their name correctly. <laughs> He's, because he doesn't actually talk with that voice, but now he's so used to going. He just so used to saying uh, to to pronouncing. It, uh, I can't even do it properly. Just like uh, 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 Kyle. Yeah, because he's always going. Oh, hey, Kyle. And so he, he, he he's just like, yeah, so anyway, uh, I'd like to introduce you to my friend Kyle. <laughs> he, he can't say it properly anymore. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, should we do Askler, or uh, are we going to kill it there? I'm assuming James hasn't actually looked up any questions. Yeah, so. I didn't look it up, because, yeah, we were running pretty late. Uh, All right, let's call it. Wait. Well, I'll ask one question. Okay. I'll, you know what I'll do? What? I'll ask the last question that was asked so I don't need to find my place. <laughs> Ooh, jump to Q. Just mark oh, that question. Crap. This is a terrible, terrible question. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the most recent one? There's a link There's a link to our place. <laughs> Which of the crew have iPads? <laughs> None <laughs> of the crew have iPads. By the iPads. time we get to that question, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Presently, none of the... time we get to that question, yeah. it'll be like second generation yeah. iPads. Presently, none of the crew have iPads. We'll revisit this question when we get there legitimately. And they're not even available from in Canada yet, so... Yeah. Soon, one day. T- to be honest, by the time... If we had just waited to get to that question, the second generation iPad. That's what Paul was yeah, saying. Yeah, that's what Paul was saying. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we'll just we'll just re-answer that question when when it comes around again. Which will probably be in about a year. Yeah. Oh, fucking die. All right. Let's uh, let's end then. Okay. All right. So uh, catch you guys later. Uh, I ICP. Yes. Some sort of joke involving that video. We have no exit strategy. Say your, yes, say your hook. Everyone get your StarCraft shots. Science explains miracles.